Hey, what's up? It's First Smoke of the Day. It's episode 54, and today we're in downtown LA. It's your boy, Pat Gods. I'm here with my co-host, Blackleaf. What up? We got a super special guest in the building tonight, Freddie Biggs, SF Canna. What's good, homie? How you doing? Hey, appreciate you guys having me on, man. <laughs> yes. I'm very thankful to be here. Hey, you already know, bro. You're a, you're an undercover legend in the game. Yeah, I been, keep it low, but you pull people up out the shadows. And I think that's part of the story of our brand is coming out of the shadows into the recreational area. So when you asked me to come on, I couldn't decline. I, I appreciate that. it. I appreciate you fucking with it for sure. Uh, we got to link like probably about a year ago. Yeah. And get sure. up and shit. Yeah. And I met you and shit. And uh, I always hear your name and it's always tied to the good things. That's Solid. Dope, you That's know what I mean? I so, to, yeah. I try, to, I try to be on my positive, good vibe shit. Yeah. It's 100%. You can tell. Mm-hmm. And you can tell you've been out here for a minute. So from the Bay, from the Bay originally? Yeah. I grew up in the Bay. Yep. For sure. I was born in Vallejo, raised in Fairfield, moved to the city when I was 19. So it's in some, you. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm Beirut it for sure. For sure. Yes. <laughs> so you saw a lot of the things happening and unfolding right there in the backyard. Man, before it was a lifestyle, it was just the way we were rocking. Before the people were like, this is a cannabis lifestyle. It was just, that was the way we were rocking. That's how just we were the way living. of life. Yeah, for sure. For especially, you guys. Especially in the Bay or where weed has been accepted for a long period of time. Like, you know, in the city, even where I grew up in Fairfield, uh, you can smoke. Well, we can smoke. Like, you know, we could go to the bar, walk out front, fire up, yep. you know, it's pretty, it's pretty like common. Wow. So it's just part of the culture. And like, you know, I grew up like, yeah, when we were like in the clubs, it was like Mission Rock, we're, we're burning down the club. This is like real life Snoop Dogg shit. They're opening the back door to the club. Smoke's coming out. So yeah, it's been, uh, I've been fucking with the culture for a long time, for sure. That's for sure. That's, that's definitely like the East Coast. <laughs> that's, that's dope that you came up in that era and that, right. you know, got to experience that before it was cool or before right. anybody was, you know, it, yeah. it knew about it. You know, no, it's like sure. you go other places and you're like, damn, yeah, they're not having it over here. Right. Yeah, and you go back home and you realize, wow, we got it. When it comes to this, we got it good. That's why I think San Francisco always hold its place in the cannabis history because it was like one of the first places that really embraced cannabis. Just going back on the story further, like when they started raiding farms in Humboldt, all those cultivators went indoor. They were looking for, you know, uh, communities that were accepting of it. So a lot of really great growers came to San Francisco to start growing indoor. That's the birthplace of exotic. I always say San Francisco is the birthplace of exotic cannabis because all these growers came indoors. Everybody's in San Francisco because it was such an open policy. And, you know, how you know, like I think that uh, you see a lot of politics and competition in the game, but the real people that have passion about it are working together and they're collaborating. So in the city, you know, like there's a lot of shared genetics. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of shared genetics. There's a lot of shared SOPs. There's a lot of uh, sharing data. You know what I mean? You ran this, I ran that. Hey, let's exchange gear. I ran this, I ran that. How did, how did it come out? Oh, it did better than this. It did better than that. You know? So the, the, uh, the data keeps coming in and the collaboration keeps coming in. And that's why I think that San Francisco Bay Area has been able to stay a little bit above the the, the edge. But I'm not going to say there's also amazing growers in L.A. So, I mean, I think that the but that's all shared knowledge, right? It's mm-hmm. all shared knowledge. So I think that uh, that it's growing at a very fast rate. I grew I grew outdoor. I was partnering outdoor farms. I grew indoor. Uh, but the shit has evolved so fast. And I, I'm, I was squeezing rosin in like 2015. We were squeezing top nugs like. Um, but you know, double down on what you're good at. So I like to be, I, if you, if my choice was to go out and network with people, you know, connect the dots or be in a room, I, I want to come out and kick it. I want to smoke. I want to be social. Social. You know yeah. I mean? So 
So that's how I like kind of, I was kind of all over the place, but I kind of narrowed my lane and left it, you know, left the pro, let the pros do the pros, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cultivation, you're in or you're out, you know, you can't, it's a you life can't you're not a part-time cultivator. Yeah. You're not a, maybe after you scale up and you put people in place, you don't have to be in their hands on, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's, it's a, it's a full-time dedication. So I definitely respect what cultivators do. So I know the perils of uh, cultivation. So I know the perils There's of no being joke. a tastemaker, you know, like yeah. you guys are, yeah, and it's, so, it's a whole other process. So it's kind of like, you know, take your take your position on the team because you can't play uh, multiple positions when you're when you're when you're really, you know, playing at a different level. Everyone's got to be in position, right? You can't play two positions at once. You don't see any professional player. You really really have to have. And like, yeah, I'm definitely blessed that I've partnered with groups that uh, are really have really good, strong suits. You know, I work with uh, SF County, I work with Plana, and I full heartedly think that they're some of the best uh, cultivators in the game. I have access to all the flower in the market. I have all, you know, I have all the dots. And this is who I rock with for uh, for a number of reasons. And uh, I've actually been rocking with them both for a very long time. Um, I'm not the uh, not in your bag, you don't smoke like us type person. <laughs> but we've had it for a long yeah. time, you know, and it wasn't necessarily like, so when the brand started coming over, like we weren't necessarily focused on the rec market and building brands. We were focused on keeping the trap slap, or the, the trap slapping, you know what I mean? We had the shit that was getting the streets lit, like in the cookies era, we had, we had the cook. So people were building brands and I see the equity that they've gotten their brands, but we always had, we always had the dope. We always had the dope. So I feel like we, I've been smoking, smoking very well, very well. Absolutely. Or you can tell. Look at the nugs. The amount of the nugs and the flavors you brought. You brought some jars over here. We got. I'm about to get into this uh, LCG times Skittles times lemon tree. Yeah, man. I try to bring Which some unique the, shit. The first I know time you guys we had lemon tree, so I think, I think it was in different. the bay. Yeah, bro. First the bay, the bay tree. makes flavors. The bay makes and flavors, then it, and then it trickles out to the whole world. And, and we that's share a it. fact. And we share it. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm the like. I understand the value and exclusivity, and I'm but. Like share the shit, give it to the world. Like let's see, let's let's at give least, it to this cultivator, see what he least, does with it. At least the good players out there that yeah. keep it real and do good work, and you know, are professionals. You know, practice professionalism. Share it amongst them. You know, because like you say, you got to collaborate. It's we're each other. Like you know, the industry likes to go with each other, but we're not we're not really competing with each other. Exactly. It's really exactly. quite the opposite, you know. So you Most do got to collaborate. Hold on, so it's yeah, that's like what I'm saying. That's why you have to, to collaborate in the for sure. So, man, bring it back. You know, when you're when when you're young and and doing your thing, or whatever. What was your first time smoking weed? <laughs> man, I don't even think that I'm proud to say this. The first time I smoked weed, I was like ten. You might uh, be up there with the records. Record a bunch holder. of uh, little homies. <laughs> so, you know, I always like to say I, I'm not from the hood. I'm from the block. I grew up right on the block. So, you know, there's a lot of influences, but uh, I was blessed. I didn't have a lot of negative influences. Honestly, a lot of people that I grew up around wanted to me to see me do well. So that was like, you know, I was really blessed, but I did have influences. I did. First time I smoked was 10 years old. I want to say that's when it started getting lit. You know what I mean? And I feel like cannabis was pretty common. So, you know, I would smoke socially. Uh, I was an athlete in high school. So I was like, two-time state placer, uh, high school American in wrestling. So I was like, focus on that. It wasn't really till I stopped wrestling that I really fell in love with cannabis and that I really started like, you know, fucking with the shit really tough. And, uh, and it's funny. It was like, it was never really about the money. It was really to have the dopest weed to smoke and share because I was, I was living in a house full of dudes and we're, and the tree man is coming back five times a day. 
And I'm like, and it's not even that dope. And uh, my boy, SF Canada B-Boy at the time had the dope. So I was like, bro, I just need to grab some of this from him and have it here. And then everybody started wanting it. And then, you know, it went from being able to smoke for free to, you know, having excess amount of time to do other shit, you know. <laughs> what flavors were hidden? You remember when you first smoked? what era. I feel like what when about I when first you, smoked, yeah. I was... Uh, it was very misty, Cali Mist, Cali O type. Ooh, like, that's dope but it was for your dope. first smoke. So though. it was like very good, very good. You know, and this is like the Northern Light skunk type, you know, back in the day era. Then then the purple came, you know, then the purple uh, reigned supreme for, for a good amount of time. And like, yeah, SF County, like in the purple days, they, I mean, we didn't, we, we used to call it black. Like I got black because my bag is black, you know. And then, then the cooks came, you feel me? And then the, once the cooks came, I think that, uh, our, uh, SF can of cookies are pretty legendary, like locally, like people know. And I think that this is, these are cultivators who lots of people have built their brands off of top five people in the game, you know what I'm saying? Have got, I've rocked work too. They called it their shit. They built their brand. And I, and I, and I take my hat off to them because the equity in their brand right now is so high that they could add 30% to the bag. And that's what it is. You feel well, me? So how, how do you feel about that? You know how people kind of try to put those people in a box. I think that, uh, man, I feel positive about all of it. If everybody's building and everybody's growing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't it, think it's that still art form. It's just so different, different art. There's some brands where they had, they, they, they present themselves as cultivators. They're white labelers. They present themselves as cultivators. They're not cultivators. The real heads know that they're not cultivators and that's not that lit. Right. But if you're, so I always say that like, I, I have relationships with the best farmers and like I'm sourcing, so I'm, it's batch to batch. I get to choose the batches, so it's always like you know, it's never, it's never like missed. <laughs> it's easy to yeah. score, right? It's easy to score when yeah. you have access to all the ones, you know. So growers got to sell every batch, and that's what people don't understand. Like you know, there's a lot of people that are uh, there's. I mean, I really. So I'm from the Bay, so I didn't grow up with no hate. So it's hard. I don't want to down talk people, but yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, everything's batch to batch. So if you're a cultivator and you have a dude and he wants the 10, 10 batches, what happens when they're not 10, 10? What do you do? You know what I'm saying? Because you've broken relationships with other parties. So, you know, cultivators appreciate somebody who can, you know, when a batch is off, we can still rock it. We can still make it work. I think that there's cannabis for all price ranges mm -hmm. and all people. You know what I mean? Like there's people that are going to appreciate that. And there's people that aren't going to appreciate it. And it's for every market, you know? Agreed, man. This shit is smoking. You started, you started young. What was your like high school experience like going in the Bay? And so I think that, that my high school experience was, yeah. So cannabis is always around, you know what I'm saying? It was very easily like I wasn't a, a consumer. Oh, so really? So I used to wrote my boy, SF Cannabis Boy. So we've been friends since like seven years old. He's right here, you know, right now was the tree man growing up. So, you know what I'm saying? So whenever I wanted to smoke, it was all on deck you know? like, so, because I didn't, you know, it wasn't like a regular use thing because I was focused on athletics at the time. I didn't have that type of income. I didn't have, have that type yeah. of bread to, you know, yeah. but so I was blessed to be around it and, and to have really good weed around, you know. So, yeah, but it wasn't until I was about 20 till I really started really fucking with it. Yeah. What was that, um being a wrestling and shit? Drive. I think that it was... uh it was dope, bro. It's like the story, you know what I'm saying? I was like young, wild youth. Uh, you know, I got kicked out of seventh grade, got kicked out of eighth grade, uh, came, started wrestling in ninth grade. Um, 
wasn't even really that good. I was like, you know, average. And then I excelled really fast. But then it was something that I uh, opened a lot of doors for me, made a lot of opportunities for me. Uh, you know, I was on a couple of national teams and then I uh, had the opportunity to go to Europe a few times. So like that's dope from somebody for the hood, you were experiencing the world yeah. and we're seeing a lot more of it and seeing a lot more capabilities and seeing, you know, so it was uh, it was really good for me. And also I was uh I was blessed with really good coaches, so I had really good people around me. Uh, That's dope. That's what's dope about youth and sports, you know, is that yeah, you get, people that you get generally some, want to help people. They're there for the passion, and they're there because they generally want to help people. Yeah. So it teaches 100%. you hard work, too. Like and he you said. Get to, you get to see other places, and if, you don't, if you're not a person that could travel as much, you know, and all that, so you right. get to get out, you know. Yeah, like, I got to see. I got to go all over the nation. Yeah. I got to go global. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. That's dope. Good. Yeah. Hell yeah. So getting, getting out of that, man, like, you know, growing up in the Bay and all this stuff, you're, how, how did you start, you know, gaining proximity with some of these players and some of these people uh, who are, you know, definitely big right. names today? Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, I always made good relationships. So I thought it's never about the bread. It's about the relationship. So I made, uh, so going just to go a little bit further, you know, yeah, this is be when cannabis was very illegal and I didn't think that my career was going to be cannabis. So I thought that I was hustling packs on the side to fund the party, to, you know, fund my lifestyle until I found my direction and had a career or whatever. It wasn't until it became legal where I was like, this is something that I can do full time. My network is very built out that uh, that I that I would be able to see that. So it was I was never like committed to it, but I always had access and I always had uh you know, I could, I could rock the work. I could always rock the work very, you know, so I had different jobs. That's what I was like. I had professional sales training, so I had different jobs and shit. So I was like, never, it wasn't until, you know, prop 215 later. Mm -hmm. So longer story to make a long story long, you know what I mean? So yes, I was yeah, trying to no, yeah. get uh, out of the shit. And then, um, and then, so I had a wrestling background and I was really out of shape. So I was like 300 pounds and, uh, like, okay, I got to pull this shit together. Right. So I started working out. So I started working out with just friends that, or Uriah Favor, Danny Castillo, who wow. are like big, big into MMA. But these are guys, you know, I've done Danny Castillo since Uriah Favor since I was high, since high school because we've all been on intertwining teams and shit and competitions. So, so I started training there. I'm training with the pros. I'm doing very well against the pros. Fuck it. Let's take a fight, right? First fight was like 23-second knockout. Next thing you know, I'm in the, you know, I'm like, yeah. So then I was uh, embedded pretty heavily into MMA. Um Dang, I, let's uh, go. This guy's I, a fucking uh, massive MMA fan. I'm a huge to, MMA oh, fan, just by the way. So then you're yeah, really like, I'm like, so training at Ultimate Fitness, Team Alpha Male. Yes, you know, Chad Mendez, Joseph Benavidez, wow. Danny Castillo, Uriah Faber, Cody No Love. Um, and then I started, it's, goes, it's a long story. So I went to San Francisco. When I was in San Francisco. We're here, we're here to tell I, you, uh, man. When I was in San Francisco, I went to San Francisco State with Gilbert Melendez, Jake Shields. We were all connected through wrestling, right? And me and me and uh, Gil, all American wrestlers, me and Gil yeah. used to rock hell tough. We're cool to this day, you know. what I'm saying, shout out to Gilbert Melendez, Jake Shields. I still fuck with these dudes to 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 this day. So I so I was really blessed. I had the, all these relationships, right? So then I started working in uh, Team Alpha Male. If you don't know, a they were best team in the world three years, three years best team in the world. But they are primarily smaller dudes. So then I had linked up with the Diaz brothers. They had a lot of bigger dudes in their camp. And uh, if you know the Diaz brothers, you know, we click. You feel we, we yeah. click. So, yeah, I started rocking with uh, with them. I was training with Nate Diaz really heavy. I got a lot of respect and love for Nate Diaz. So uh, I was training with those dudes super heavy. Uh, I signed a Bellator. Uh, 
won my first Bellator fight. The fight game, the money is horrible. <laughs> the money <laughs> is horrible. It's a tough game, right? And I think, like, to go back to, like, so I wasn't really, like, pursuing the cannabis shit. I had some little plays and shit to keep the ball rolling. I used to trim hella weed, bro. I'm a decent trimmer. So, like, I could honestly hit harvest and make, you know, 10, 12 bands, rents a band a month. Bro, boom, I just made my rent for the month. Now I can train and do what I want to do. Run a couple of plays and be cool, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, yeah, so uh, we were on that shit. Um, so there wasn't a lot of money in cannabis. And then really my kids were a game changer. So I had a kid. I had a lot of opportunities in the cannabis industry. And uh, and then, yeah, it all just worked out. That one of uh, a close uh, friend's family member was a farmer. They're like, yo, I heard, you know, I heard you fuck with it. And he came in and bro, dropped a 10 pack on me. I don't even know. He's like, yeah, but if you can rock those, it's cool. You know, if not, uh, it's whatever. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, it sounds like too easy. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But then, yeah. So then, you know, shit moved and then we started building a relationship and he's like, uh, bro, you should fucking partner with me. It's a lot better than how much did you get paid for your last fight? So then I had a baby on the way and I, and yeah, so I went out there and, uh, and he was a very, very good grower. That's really like who put me on clean burning weed. Like back mm. in the day, they wanted everything to be flushed and cleaned and flavor. And I was like, okay. So I partnered, uh, so actually I worked at the farm for the first year and then, you know, I used that to, uh, be able to have enough money to partner into the next, next year. And then straight yeah, up. And I did Damn. That. That's looking out too. Brought you in as a partner. Right. What's it like that first fight in the ring? You're pretty nervous, all the lights, everyone looking at you, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? You've been practicing, but it hasn't been a, a real fight in the ring yet. You know, what's really crazy was my first amateur fight was like on a cool little uh, event. It was in Idaho. It was at the arena where the hockey team played at, so it was like in a legit arena, legit locker room, uh, and, I, and I was standing out there, and then the lights come on, like the TV lights, and the fog comes on, and I'm like... But I felt like I, so, you know, I wrestled a significant amount of matches. So I had a lot of competition and, you know, I'd be in the streets. So we've been in a few fights and shit. <laughs> uh, so I felt pretty, pretty. I mean, I don't think you can ever be comfortable in that situation, right? You got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So, but it was cool, bro. I got in the cage, looked up and my face was on the uh, screen. I was like, damn. And then I slammed the dude, hit him a couple of times and it was over. So it was, it was, uh, it's a pretty dope experience. I mean, that's the best that's case scenario. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> best case scenario, you knock him out Yo. for a year. Wow. <laughs> Make it a short match. You're not even that's out of breath that bad. Cool. <laughs> Good to go off and I wish I could remember the celebrate. name of the promotion because it was, uh, it was in Idaho. They treated this really well. It was a really, it was a really cool That's event. dope, man. So the transition into cannabis starts to happen. What flavors are you smoking when that first starts to become like life? Cookies. That's when the cook air, oh. you know, and... uh I already had a relationship with the SF Canada dudes. They had the dope cooks and that's what like, yeah, we, and consistently like all the time, not like, you know, my boy. And there was, there was micro batches that come every six to eight weeks that were insane. Uh, insane. Uh, but, uh, rest in peace, big Cholo. He used to drop, uh, batches of fucking cookies. Like, but they, they weren't like a large scale, but they'd be crazy. They would be crazy. But like, SF Counter is coming with dope all the time, consistently, consistently. And this is like, and the shit is burning super white. And this one, people don't even know like what white ashes are. This is like, like it was just coming in waves. And that's what like consistently, it's hard to be consistent. It's hard to scale. And it's, you know, you know, the, like, the hardest part. Consistency. I mean, that's it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. My plants are partner. 
consistency every single time. And he's doing crazy four pound plus yields, super high quality. Like this biscotti right here is like, I really think that it's, it's fire. Top I mean, two, three biscotti in we, the game we, right now, man. Yeah. We like, showed some, some views of it with the cam and, uh, everything's grown really well. I'm sitting here smoking on this one right now. It's, and that's, I haven't I, passed it on purpose. Yeah. And it's crazy <laughs> how they're like, uh, so, Yes, so I haven't grown in a while, and I see how fast the game has changed. You know, EC VPD, like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a, and, I, and, and I see these grow, growers who are like a, a leg behind, and they're like, I'm like, it's evolving really fast, and the you know people that are evolving are like, it's hard if people are yielding four pounds of light, and you're yielding like one point four, and your cost of production is super high, their cost of production is super low. It's going to be very difficult for you to be successful, right? So. I mean, that's just like, that's really just the reality of the industry right now. I think just what everything, you know, as technology advances, methods evolve, it's like, yeah, it's going to, it's, it's continuing to progress. Like the, uh, I mean, the quality of the cannabis, like if you've seen the quality of the cannabis, how, how crazy it's been, like, it's been crazy. It's been getting better and better and better and better. And On crazy. a larger scale. A larger quickly. scale. I'm not saying it's all flavorful and everything's smoking, but from bag appeal and strain selection, it's getting a lot more advanced than it was. It's like, getting a lot. No, dude, you go into the rooms, man. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, and cheap. The cost is coming down. The yeah. cost is down. Cost is coming down. For real for, flavors. For commodities, it's like, But I think man. that the, the cost on the dope hasn't really went down very much. The cost on the top tier shit is still, you know. Very true. It's, it's not a whole but lot of it. It's few and far between right. what makes it, if it passes that. That test. And I do think that there's resistance right now in that with that because the economy just, I mean, it's right. a downward trajectory. See, so I think the overall market, I always try, I try to say like, uh, you know, I'm probably in the 5%, the better, you yeah. know, the, the, this quality of weed is 5% of the market. This price range is 5% of the market, but for that 5% of the market, they want it. And that price hasn't came down. And you know, some of the dudes, you know, the supply and demand, you know, there's five K packs, they're rocking five K packs, bro. Some of these brands are rocking five yeah. K packs. So the demand for the top tier shit is still there. The rest is the race to the bottom. And that's why, I mean, I, I want to smoke the best weed and like, that's what's not going to fall like that. I never wanted to be in the race to the bottom. And like with, the, we can't race to the bottom with these because this isn't the bottom. Fuck no. Dude, these are smoking. These pre-rolls you guys did with the SF Canna mouthpiece. I could smoke this all day long. That's what that, that was how that's, I mean, that was about my personal size. Good. You know, it's 1.8 grams. Um, shout out to the roller, Chef Barigato. Uh, yeah, he's a dude who had a Japanese, uh, traditional sushi background. Now he's rolling joints and he's crushing it, bro. And it's like making it really nice for me. Cause you know, I spent a significant amount of time rolling once joints, all the shit. Now I just ask him to, well, you know, Hey, can you roll me a zip of that? Boom, bro. On wow. deck. What, what, what kind of tips are you using in those? All the tips, not not. I don't, <laughs> so I'm not like a bougie tip dude. Yeah, I'm not see, like the bougie tip dude, especially though. because I'm not like. Uh, yeah, so they're all different styles. So they'll give me different styles and different selections, and be like, "Yo, we got the glass mouthpiece, we got organic cool. tips, we That's got different size yeah. ones." But he rolls those 1.8 ones that are you know hemp temp. Uh, those are biochemp uh, little custom tips. <laughs> That's dope though that you got all different kinds. You get to right. kind of experience. And you know, different you know ones. how that concept came is is. Cause we wanted people to, to uh, taste the flower. Those aren't, those aren't for retail. Those are to give away. So that like, mm-hmm. you know, that's our big thing is like, you know, we want the best weed to smoke and share with everybody. You know what I mean? So, and we have the ability to, you know, hand it out. Cause when it, I like the creative side, I like the marketing side. People ask me what to do for marketing. 
give the fucking weed away, bro. It's weed. Like yeah. my guy, the Jack is say it's weed. So what I spend on ads, what I spend on taking, hiring this model to be sexy when we could give away a pound of joints, bro, that everybody's, you know, now they can taste the flavors and see what it is. And, you know, and, and everybody's not able to smoke like this. You know what I mean? There's a, there's, there's weed for all people. You know what I mean? Everyone's not able to smoke like this. So it's cool. When you can let them smoke like this, when you're like, dude, try one of these joints. And, uh, you know, and those are the people who really appreciate the shit. That's what's kind of dope about some of the shit I get to do. Right. Like, yeah. So that's what uh, my concept was. And those aren't. Yeah, those aren't for retail. Those are just for sharing the smoking. And those are nice. I mean, for you don't see uh, freebies like that, like joints like that. That's like a mini, like a cigar. No, they're fucking spending money on ad campaigns mm. and fucking $50,000 on their booths at Hall of Flowers to, we're never going to see them away again. the shake and joints. It's like, shame on you if you're giving away pre rolls <laughs> so, that are yeah, fucking I'm like, shake. killing people. Throat roasters. <laughs> throat, throat roasters, roasters right? <laughs> shame on you. Nah, this I got to give it away with a new roasters. term for them because it's not like even in the pre roll because they're like hand rolled. Nah, these are, like a, I mean, this is almost different. like the professional hash holes, but without right. hash in the middle, yes, which is a product. This is just promo. But I'm just saying, man, you guys are because like that thought process of, you know what? Let's just let the weed speak for itself. Let's not trick them. Let's not try to. I, that's some like uh, I've been in the game and let's just give dude, them the real. And on, to the, on the branding shit, like I'm the anti cereal box parody dude. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna hate on anybody who does that, but like this shit's not for kids. Like, we're not marketing <laughs> this shit to kids. That's why it has. People say yeah. they want to have a designer smoke, but they don't have a designer look. You know what I mean? Do you have designer smoke because you look like a skateboard company? Like, is it Damn. like you know? Is it going to be a more sophisticated? Because the price this is going at the stores. It's not that crowd of people that's buying it. You know, the cannabis consumer is 18 to 35, but the, we're the 25 to 35, you know, because, you know, when you're 18, you got to hustle up before you can start getting this shit. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Absolutely. Talk to us about some of these products we got out here on the table. This is a really cool company that I'm partnered with that, uh, that I was actually. So there was a, there was a, uh, company in, in Sacramento called, uh, Can Accelerate. Shit is crazy, bro. Is that, uh, it was at the Mercedes corporate office. They had the big, huge suite and it was a cannabis business incubator. So that, so if you came with a cannabis business, they would, you know, help you do the marketing, branding and incubate brands. Um, and I would do some podcast shit there. Uh, so we had access to a lot of different brands and shit that were. So these dudes, uh, came up with, I think that is a genius product that fire. like, that I will say that, uh, I believe in the medical value of CBD, right? Like if you believe in the medical value of CBD, CBD is anti-inflammatory. It's pain relieving. It's antimicrobial, right? So when you get a tattoo, the shit hurts. It's prone to, mm -hmm. it's prone to inflammation and, uh, it's prone to infection. So CBD, uh, heals all that. And then really there is not a lot of products targeted at the healing of tattoos. So really right. they, the, the people that formulated this shit took a holistic, organic, natural approach to the healing of tattoos. So not only the CBD, you know, there's some high end ingredients like jojoba oil and other things that help the skin heal. Um, and so they had this great product. I'm like, that's a great product. And I believe, yes, tattoos are inflamed. Tattoos hurt. CBD works for inflammation. <laughs> CBD works for pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so then, so that's how I, and then they needed some funding and I had some people that was willing to invest because it's, I mean, I think it's a really great product. We're in 300 stores. Uh, we're at club tattoo in Las Vegas, which is the biggest, uh, tattoo retailer. And we've been operating for over three years. We made it through COVID. And I think that had COVID not happened, that we would have gained a lot of traction because 
like I believe in the product and the product works. And I think that, uh, shout out to my partner, Donald and uh, everybody involved, because I think the branding is really nice. Uh, I think that they've done a really good job. And I think that it's just about getting it out there. Just like getting it yeah, out sure there. So up. we're in some of the better shops because it, it same thing. It's a more higher end product. So if you're going to get a thousand dollar piece, you're going to get a twelve, $1,200 piece. Spend ninety dollars to make sure that you can heal and protect your 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 tattoo the best way that you can. You know, um, Nick Westfall. I think he's like really one of the dopest tattoo artists out of Sacramento, uh, Skull Museum. He carries our products, so I think that it, there a, a lot of reputable artists fuck with it, and I think that uh, I believe that it's a it's a product that really works. So, bro, it's a product that really works, and why not support someone really in the mix? So then some like corporate ass, you know, tattoo right. that's basically just a lotion remixed into a right. jar. That yes. smells phenomenal, by the way. I can smell it on my hands. Yeah, those are all natural scents. Those are all natural scents. So the packaging, everything is really nice. Yeah. Dope product line. You got a lot going on. It's fucking dope to see. And it's it's dope I to know about. <laughs> yeah, man. It's dope to know about <laughs> the background, too. Yeah. Talk about Vegas. How do you yeah. like Vegas? I love Vegas. I love Vegas. I mean, you spent a lot of time out there, like just over I the years. I don't not, but I don't not. BizCon's yeah. the, the shit, though. You feel me? See you there if you're out there. Like, oh, I fuck with BizCon. MJ BizCon. Yeah. MJ BizCon's always a great time, bro. I've always had a great time at MJ BizCon. That's on the, on the list of shit to do. I feel like, you know. If you're on the West Coast and you're really rocking and you want to go out, you go to Vegas, you know? So, you know, it's pretty common, but I do like it. I do like it. You know, those balconies at the Cosmo, how you can't like that, especially yeah. for a smoker. Now you got a balcony, like, if you want to book other places, it's hard to go out for that balcony because it's just the view. And, you know, yeah. yeah, I fuck with Vegas. I'm out Easy. there. I'm out there. The but I fuck with LA at, too, you know, for the a Bay Boy, I fuck with LA. The room service is terrible at the Cosmo. So my one thing, the service, I just, I don't need the it? balconies, bro. The selling that's point it. is that's the, the only thing. You're putting people on game right now. No, There's people from out of town that don't know that. You know, you can definitely go to nicer hotels with better service. You know, you can win Palazzo. Yeah, but they don't got the balcony. You ain't gonna <laughs> smoke. And Cosmo's okay. late. They're gonna tell you to take a Cosmo. walk too if you're out there smoking a fat exactly. joint, cracking everyone's head. <laughs> If you Vegas has come, became a lot more smoke friendly now that it's legal. I remember mm -hmm. it wasn't cool to walk down the strip and smoke joints. And now I'm like, we're on Fremont, yeah. Fremont Street burning it down. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool to see how it's evolved and became more accepted because, you know, for a long time, you're the black seed or the black, you know, for smoking weed all the time and shit. Athena nutrients, cost effective plant fertilizers and pest control built and tested by legacy growers in California. For more information on Athena, go to athenaag.com or follow Athena on Instagram, at athena.ag. We'll see you there. Hello guys, Alex here, owner of Mango Tech Store. We are the house of Trollmaster. We are the house of ThinkRow. Whether you're growing commercially, growing at home, or growing in a tent, we got you. Come see us, we got the best pricing, best customer support, nobody can beat us. Mango Tech. Like I said before, with the house of Trollmaster, and with the house of ThinkRow, we got the new lifters in-house, order up. You think one of the casinos is going to allow it soon? In the casino? Feel the uh, smoke? I'll give you an idea story. So, yeah. So, so the, uh, we fire this stuff for you, bro. Um, so, Nick Diaz's last fight in, uh, in October. We're out there. And, yeah. Shout out to the Diaz camp, bro. It's, it's a squad, bro. The whole squad is out there. There's like 50 of us. And we're all by the sports book in, uh, in Cosmo. And somebody's like, fire up. I know you got one on you. I'm like. I'm not getting kicked out of here, bro. I'm staying here. You know, hand it to him, hand it to him. Nate, you do it. Nate's like, 
Fuck it, bro. He lights his fucking joint and does one of these and hands it to me super fast. But I'm like, fuck it. I hit it, pass it. <laughs> We're looking around. Nobody comes. It's 3.30 in the morning, you know, Thursday fight week, like at, at the Cosmo. But typically Cosmo don't play around, bro. So what do you do after you smoke a joint and nobody does anything? Smoke another one, right? <laughs> so next thing you know, yeah, we about roasted five joints in the sports book at the Cosmo. At, I was crazy. It was like, you know, they don't typically let motherfuckers smoke right there. I think there were so many of us. The security was like, yeah, yeah. yeah fuck it. Let them do Should it. we throw these fighters yeah, that out is, of here? I mean, for, for you to do that in the casino, because you say. When crazy, you, right? Yeah. Well, you, crazy, you say right? when, when do you think it, they'll allow it? Well, it's got to go federal. Because it's FAA. Oh, there we it's go. going Amy. to go federal. I mean, gotcha. it's, not, yeah. it's not if, it's just a matter of when. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's got to go. God, how nice the that. thing is really like that just, can change because the FAA will be able to do it. We, you know, I think everybody, you got any stories of like before it was cool, like getting caught up in Vegas smoking and shit? I think everybody's kind of got a Vegas story maybe where they, they don't if play you about Vegas, it. You got a Vegas story. If you if light you up in the Vegas, fucking, we lit up in Hakkasan. Like we had story. dudes in plain yes. clothes grab us up like yes, this. Bro. I was like, oh my God. Oh, this dude ran and got away. I fucking got caught up, of course. <laughs> he goes, what are the odds right of that? What are the odds of that? This dude, dude got away. He wouldn't get out of the oh. VIP booth and the guy got so mad because he grabbed me. He goes, this wait right here. And as soon as he turned around, I was like, shit, you know, and beelined out of there. Thank right. God we did because it worked in our favor in the end. But Woo. yeah, we smoking weed we is not cool in the casino. Yeah, we not cool, bro. It is cool if you could do it, but yeah. it's not like <laughs> not the shit. typical thing that you this could do. This was like 2012. 2013. It was a, yeah, it wasn't back then. You're getting snatched. Back then, you, you might ever get snatched up. You you any good Vegas stories? I've had a, I've had real life like uh situations. Yes, where like hangover type shit, but not me. Like where wake up, we're down a dude, you know, and then he ends up in the hospital on some drunken, oh, couldn't find his way home, and just yeah, we definitely had some, you know, uh, Vegas adventure. How's you the weed in back Vegas? Together. The weed in Vegas is evolving it's yeah. getting better let's just say that to yep. keep it positive like if, if you got positive there's some good better. growers out there i know that's if you what's got to get a, a, a jar in vegas from a shop or something like that if you pull through where, where are you where are you going what are you gonna get i'm hollering at my guy in lighten one he's from vegas he's gonna you know i'm saying either bring me a bag or have somebody cool shout out to my guy in lighten one from vegas you know so yeah i think that i could drop down touch down to any city and get some good weed brought over to me by you know one of the homies, I think. That's what I would see. So you and Freddie Biggs ain't hitting no shop. I will. Not in Vegas. I, 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 I seen the Vegas weed. I he can't, can't lie to you. Yeah. But I do. I hit shops. I spin. I, I, I really smoke. I like, I want to mm -hmm. try all the flavors and I want to see what the hype is about. And I, and I want to see like, and I like the branding shit. So I want to go to the stores. I want to see the branding. I want to see how, you know, other shit if you're is in doing, the stores to right? go in the stores. Yeah. So when you love it. So I, and I fuck with it, right? Yeah. I can and tell. I fuck with it and shit. So yeah, I want to see like, damn, how's that, you know, how's that smoking? Is that really, you know, unique? Is, yeah. So I fuck with it. So I don't mind. And like, I'm not the, I don't ask my homies for discounts. I want to support your brand. If I see, you know, I want to support your brand. So I, you know, I buy like the homies brands and shit just to support their brands and see what, you know. Absolutely. That's a true friend. When they really throw down, they're like, oh, let me buy that hat. Full price. We're good. Yo, let me get a shirt. Let me get, oh, you do CDs? Yeah, I'll buy one. You know what I'm saying? Even if they're not going to listen to it, even if they didn't maybe wear the shirt one time, it's, it is like so that. I do if you're, do that if and I feel homie. like I do got like plugs, you know what I'm saying? That work mm -hmm. for 
you know, corporations that could get me the weed for cheaper, but I'll, and I want to see the store. So I'll pop in a store, I'll pop in a store and see how the store looks. And, you know, I never walk out of the store without getting anything. <laughs> so, yeah. I've done that a few times though. Go not like a store that I knew I was like new people there or whatever. Just like I pop in, look at everything and be like, fuck. I'm just like, I'm walking out this time because so many times I bought shit out of just feeling bad. And I'm like, nah, man, like, like I'll take the breath. They don't got it. It's like, I'm not going to settle up for some fucking CBD stale ass mints. smoke. Yeah. What's you, uh, how do you feel about L.A.? Coming out of LA, LA and shit. Different LA. vibe, right? It's different I don't vibe. think a lot of... Think explain that, the difference between like NorCal and SoCal to you. To me, the difference between NorCal yeah. and SoCal? I think that... I mean, we're six hours apart, right? right. And then you look at the Bay, the Bay is microclimate. So, you know, if you're a city boy, you already know we got to have a hoodie and a shirt on. And I think that... And it's a very uh, congested... The Bay is congested. It's not as big as LA is drawn out. So I think there's a lot of differences in music culture and like uh i think it's same same but different because yeah, yeah, i believe yeah. people are all people bro like i've traveled like i've been able to see other cultures and people are people there's good people there's bad people i believe in law of attraction if you're putting out good energy typically you attract the good people wherever you go you know so so i think it's all good people i think that you know there's people that could look at it from all kind of perspectives absolutely I think that my mindset has grown so i'm able to look at it in a better fashion but i definitely love la yeah there's so much to do there's so much like there's so much cool shit to do there's so much good food and the weed scene's insane bro and i would say like yeah i fuck with it so the people that you come to la people fuck with this shit super hard and it's cool tapping in with the smokers and getting to see at some of these events and smoke with people and see like what's really going on out here and it's big bro like i wasn't prepared for how big this olympics was you know i've done numerous emerald cups up north and the olympics was big bro talk about it man because we 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 felt the same thing like like cannabis needed that cannabis needed that was for the i feel like you know what i mean post covid that was for the community like the community it was the first time community got to really come together no mass everybody smoking we're chilling and i think that that was part of the reason a lot of people came out that was a part a part of the reason a lot of people came out and i think that uh it was a really good vibe i had a really good time and i would say that like yeah the shit was lightweight bananas bro it was like it was big it was a lot of people it out was there. everybody came out there you know the venue was dope it was really popping if you didn't the make it out was super cool the shit on the ceiling was going crazy like good at whiz was like and, excited and happy and everybody had you know their fucking head stash shit and it was like smoking with yes like so you know everybody was in the building and they had their best shit where get to smoke taste it all you know so it was like it was and no cool. hate it's the different cannabis no community hate, it's like right. all positive shit it's all positive that's how like yeah, back in the day, it was the hippie positive love. We're a community. We work together. That's that San Francisco, you know, hate hippie love togetherness vibe. And we're all in this community together. We all want to see each other win, especially now at the time where like you're risking your freedom and you're, you're risking your safety being in the cannabis industry. So like it was people that loved it and like you wanted to see the other person do well and you want to, you know, to work together because that's like. That's your brother and ours. That's what we're rocking. If you got a problem, if I could help you, I could help you because hopefully if I have a problem, you can help me. Oh, you can't rock those. I could rock those. Oh, they can't, you know, that's, it's, it's more of a, a community. And I think that it is that way. I think people look at it with a community as like competition, but I know a good amount of the players 
it's not competitive. I'm not at your throat. I wish you the best. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really wish you the best. And they're opening, they're kicking indoors and they're like doing new lanes. And it's like, you want those people to do well. So it's not really like competition because, you know, and I think that, uh, there's all this, Oh, he copied me. He, he bit off me. He bit off me. Come with an, if you're lit, come with a new idea. I'm not going to call anybody out because I think that we all get inspiration from each other. Strain names, you know, brand look. I think I'm going to shift the look though with the little, you know what I'm saying? Not as cartoony, uh, <clears throat> our cartoony vibe. But I mean, I think that, it, you know, it's all like community and especially like that's what the people coming in don't understand. And that's what the sauce is. The sauce is like people that love the shit and are passionate about it. And there's not an exit strategy, bro. There's no exit strategy, bro. Exit so we can keep rocking because there's no exit strategy. Like the exit strategy is death, bro. I don't want to build something for three years and then hand it off to somebody else to fuck up. You know what I mean? Like we're in this shit, bro. We want the dopest weed to smoke and share with everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's like the goal. So there, there is no exit strategy. Yo, I'm here at Grow Generation, and what do they have? One of our sponsors, Lux Lighting. The highest quality components designed in Los Angeles and distributed globally. Go to luxlighting.com to find out more and find out what all the big grows and all the pros are using to grow. Hey, so we want to give a major shout out to a premier sponsor of the show, CanFan. We've been rocking with CanFan since the beginning of this thing. I remember when Black Leaf came to me and said, hey, when you're smoking inside, you should really hook up a CanFan. Can fan with a can fan fan and then a controller to control that fan. So when you're smoking, light up, boom, cut the fan on. You don't piss your neighbors off, keep everything kosher. And I know that Blackleaf only found that out because of one reason. I mean, essential in smoke rooms, essential in grow rooms, same thing. We're killing smell. Can filters, can fans. The product line is essential in any grow room. We've been rocking it for a decade plus. First smoke of the day, can filters, family. We're hearing that amongst a lot of really passionate uh, cannabis makers and taste makers and things like that. It keeps coming up. Yeah, it's like this is what we do. What do you mean? Yeah, what, what else are we, are we gonna, gonna do? do? What are we gonna yeah, do? Right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel really blessed about. Like, what, you know, they're like, oh, if you were rich, and you didn't have to work. What would you do? The same shit I'm doing, bro. <laughs> Try to create some cool shit and get the dopest weed. Share it with people, bro. Put the shit in there. Like, it's like a, you know the vibe. Like, it's pretty cool. Coming from the Bay, I feel like you know you got you got raised up on a young. I would like to say that I was like, like the Bronx Tale shit, you know, I was on school, but I was definitely gamed up. I was definitely gamed up at a, like, I was around a lot of people that, you know, <laughs> I learned from other people's mistakes and shit. So yeah. And, and there ain't no game like Frisco game, you know, Frisco players done paved the way for a lot of people, bro. Shape the game in a, in a, in a, in a huge, have a huge impact on the culture and just the whole shit. Talk about that. When you start, you know, when you start uh, popping up in the SF scene and getting around the real players and shit. Uh, talk about how that happened. Just it's like, organic when, when, because, when was that? Yeah, when was, was that? Like, when did you start popping out and shit and being like, this is city? what I'm, this is what I'm hyper focused on right. now, you know? I wasn't hyper focused because but you it know, wasn't like a, I like had weed, but it like, you know, I'm from like the Mission Rock, Sound Factory, like Club Envy, the heads know that era, you know, like. We were out there rocking and it was just about having dope weed to smoke and, you know, enough money to go out, turn up, get drip. You know, it wasn't like, uh, I didn't have a five year plan at the time and yeah. seen a lot of tragedy. So at, you know, at a certain point I was like, I definitely had a large, you know, I have a like goals and visions now, 
back then, you know, we were just trying to get through the day and it was cop and blow, bro. Make a band, blow a band. It was like, you know, it was like, that was that, that was, that was kind of the vibe. It was hyphy movement. Like, you know, it was hyphy movement shit. Like, you know, shout out to the Federation, my guy Goldie Gold. It was like hyphy movement shit. It was like, you know, the sideshow fucking bottom bottles at the club era. Yeah. And it was like, and cannabis is everywhere. Cannabis is intertwined with that. We're all smoking, you know? So I think that was, yeah. That was like the. That you got being era. out and about. You started getting around the players and shit. Right. And your game was expanding and stuff. Brought you, brought you. I had work. a. Uh, so I did have a Prop Two Fifteen uh, delivery. So I had Prop Two Fifteen delivery in Sacramento, Cooksu uh, Collective. Um, before Prop, t- that's how that's how Bros back here because he ran my Santa on my Monica. So we had Santa Monica delivery. Ooh, good like, area. Uh, pre. Uh, Pre-Prop 64. So, yes, I had delivery in Sacramento. Uh, we had some shit in Santa Monica. Uh, so I did that. And that's like, I don't know. I think it's all organic, bro. It's all through a lot of friendships. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just being in the so game. So the dude that bred this shit, my guy Duke of Herb, Duke of Doge or whatever they want to call him, bro. This dude's crazy. He has 100 plus living cultivar, like living cultivar, different genetics. And he crosses and breeds. And he's like the wizard on the mountain that like, that we all know is going to blow at some point, right? Because he's got the shit, right? And he's fucks with the culture. And uh, that's actually how I met Doja. It was uh, through through Duke uh, Verb. So I think that, so, and he was on, um, he grew outdoor. He grew organic outdoor, super the dopest organic outdoor, like the shit that all smoke organic outdoor that were, you could really taste the flavor and that's really grown with love with, you know, he's mixing up his own tea type shit. So hopefully, you know, I, I believe he's going to get his roses while he's here because yeah, we got my planter, uh, partner rocking his, uh, some of his gear and the shit is coming out really crazy. Uh, Doja's doing a breeding project with him. Um, this right here is, uh, so the coffin cut is, was, was like kind of legendary in Northern California at some time. It was a strawberry diesel back cross. Um, that was really lit that, uh, they called it the coffin cut. So this was coffin cut crossed with uh, OG 18, which was uh, Duke of Herbs 18 coffin, which I actually ran indoors towards the end of my, my indoor career. I ran the shit indoor. It was pretty epic and shit. Uh, the strawberry he coffin that by is an old school strain. That right. coffin? So it's, uh, oh, wow. Yes. Uh-huh. So he crossed that by Sherb and then my bro at Planta crushed this batch. Uh, yeah. So it's, this is like, this is some new shit. This is definitely like some new shit, right? Like, and yeah, so it's all community. Like I tell Doja, like, yo, bro, cause it's, it's not, they're not all hitters, right? You do a seed run. They're not all hitters. Uh, depending upon how the cultivator cultivates it, and, you know, n- nobody's pointing fingers, but we didn't find the, the one and shit. So I was like, yo, I, I, you know, I hit him. He did say so you wish me well on the show. I hit him up and was like, yo, I got the, the new shit from, uh, Duke of Earth Genetics. He's like, we need to see that. So yeah. So it's all community. You know what I mean? Absolutely. This is the new shit. This shit is crazy. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Bro, that lemon Which tree? is that? This is that Sure by 18 coffee. Oh, yeah. Sure by 18. Yeah. yeah. All of them. All three. Even the biscotti is uh, fucking fire. Very well grown. I love this blue ivory from SF Canada. This That's shit what is I like was going to ask. Super duper unique, bro. And it's blue. <laughs> this yeah. shit is blue, bro. It has a crazy color refracting off the inside of the bag, too. It looks wild. It has a crazy unique gas. And this shit is super stony. This shit is like super stony. This shit I've seen like veteran smokers have to sit it down after they fuck with it. And it's like, I fuck with the shit super tough. I like smoke a lot of it. I, uh, I'm seeing that more and more too. Is like, you know, people are really looking for the potency right now when the smoke. 
I think, well, I think that is just, uh, it sucks that the numbers are so skewed and people manipulate the numbers, but I think that like, cause we've had organically really high numbers and I think the numbers do have some influence. I'm not going to say the numbers are everything, but if you're under 20%, your, your resin production is so low, are we will getting, getting a true representation to these people that are consistently rocking over 30%, which doesn't just mean that there's a high level of THC. It means there's a high level of resin production. And when the, you know, you're smelling it, there's a high level of terp production. So that means there's a high cannabinoid count in it. So if you get a, a high score and I've argued it out with people, that's an indicator of a high level of resin production. If you do it over and over again, you're producing a lot of, of different cannabinoids. So you're going to have a, a really potent flower, you know? So I do like, I mean, I don't, I don't, the numbers are definitely not everything, but the numbers have some influence on what you're looking at. You know, I, it's hard to get me to smoke anything under 20%. If you're telling me the shit is 14%, I don't know that I, it's a sativa, bro. I, uh, <laughs> At that somebody, point, it's a cigar. Some, I'm going to have to hear somebody's uh, opinion that I really respect. Diet. You know what I mean? It's if you told me diet, this 14% tree was fire and that you were fucked with it, I would try it. <laughs> some Maui, Maui Wowie. How do you tell a grower it just ain't it? Like this one just ain't, this batch just ain't it. I like this question because everyone, this is a hard one for some people. You know, like, bro. You be like this. I'll show you how you do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that uh, it's been very hard. It says we since the numbers c- coming down, being the person that Ooh. has to like, they want to, uh, they want you to ask, s- they, they, buy the they dream. value what my opinion is on what the shit is worth. What do you think this is worth? You're like, man, bro, I don't really want to tell this dude because I know what went into producing it and shit. I know the love and care. And it's very hard to tell somebody who put in a really lot of, lot of effort into it. It's worth shit. about a thousand dollars. If, if, but I don't create the market, bro. Yeah, I just, I'm an real. indicator of where the market is at. You know what I mean? I don't create the market. So that's what I always, that's what I say. I don't create the market. But if you ask me, the market value for this is not very much. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people that's are a way, this that's, down. A, that's a good right. response. Yeah. No, it's, you, know. you know, it's a tough out there sometimes because there's a lot of product that just ain't burning, but this shit it's is all It's tough out smoking. there when people are struggling and then they're like hoping that they, they're using this money to survive on and you have to tell them that it doesn't have the value that they think they have. That's tough, bro. That's tough. That's you need like, to dedicate more space to pheno hunting too, which like is tough. Like, you know, there's a lot of people rocking old gear. Like, you know, you come up with some ice cream cakes. It's hard to... It's hard to extract value out of that. You know, if it's poorly yeah. grown, it's hard to extract a lot of value out of that. There's so many well-grown, you know, there's so many, so much well-grown flour out there. Yeah, no, there is. It's definitely went up. Variety's gone up. Quality's went up. Uh, you know. I think it's dope, bro. The plant's evolving at a faster rate. People are collecting data at a faster rate. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's growing. It's growing and it's evolving. And it's like really dope to see which way it's going. Absolutely. Even with hash, I mean, hash is starting to flip. And hash flip is going crazy, crazy, bro. Crazy. <laughs> hash is like Bruh. fucking about to cost more than gold. That yeah. shit is two hundred eighty dollars jars and shit. That shit's crazy. And wait till some of these big, uh, these big factories that aren't moving peas as fast get on to like, all right, so you can tell me, and they just prove it out <laughs> to themselves. Because the thing is, you can tell them. I've told, I've told a couple of these guys that are sitting on, you know, like eighty pounds, and then they hit another crop coming. And like, you should turn this to hash rosin because even when you sell the business off, at least you got the hash rod to sell off right. too. Those flowers in six months are going to be gonna hold any a, a couple hundred bucks a pee. Exactly. And 
it's tough because the hash raws and markets like don't say that to them because now they're going to ruin this market you know but it's crazy well, out that's there. That's kind of what the the out so a lot of the outdoor farms have have turned because not a lot of people are smoking that type of flour, so they're you know fresh frozening the whole crop, and that's the way they're doing. It. And it's easy, like if you like for a cultivator, if you just have to grow, and then at the end you're going to process it all for me, you're going to knock it all down, freeze it, and take it off my hands, and give me a profit, and that I felt was worth my time and effort. It's a good situation for everybody. No trimmers, no drying time, <laughs> no drying area. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And no, that's usually a, it, when people get a, busted. Usually that last week of bloom into like the drying and cut down is when people get the most problems start to right. happen with smell, with people coming in and Everything. out. Everything. Just, you know, now you have that much value sitting there, which is always a liability. So the faster you can get rid of it and be profitable, you know, it's like doesn't make, makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. What is it like being up on the farms up there? I know you've gone up to a couple of same, bro. I'm super thankful. I was in El Dorado Hills, like El Dorado Hills. I like much respect to El Dorado Hills. It's 45 minutes from Sacramento. It's still like close to civilization, right? We were like the farm that I was at. We were 15 minutes from Walmart, uh, Diamond Springs, in Diamond Springs. So it was like it was different. I commuted. I commuted because I was like my house was like hour. 10 minutes away. So I did, I commuted a lot. I, you know, sometimes you got to stay and shit. Sometimes you got to stay, but yeah, I commuted a lot. So it was like, uh, and I think that, uh, I will say at the time I, it's fucked up because, uh, El Dorado County, um, somebody killed a peace officer and they more or less eradicated. They, they had some, all the farms out there. They started knocking down all the farms out there and they kind of like ended that era. But I will say that El Dorado, uh, County was growing quality equivalent to that of Humboldt. And it was 45 minutes from Sacramento. I can't go up the hill, bro. I don't like, I fuck with Eldo. Like, you know, that's so, it was like pretty, really convenient. And, you know, from Sacramento, there's Nevada, Nevada County where there's a lot of really good grows. It's or how it was at yeah. that time. It's how Anza was to LA. Mm-hmm. It was like the mini Humboldt for LA. Like people were like, where's all this greenhouse coming from? And it's like, everyone thinks it's up north. It's like half of it's coming from outside of right. Cali yeah. you know, or outside of LA. With these packs right now, what are you smoking on constantly? What do you keep going back to? Yeah, so there's blue ivory. You know, there's not like there's shit that I like to strange flavors, but there's staple shit that I can smoke a lot of, and that's what I we're really the Zerber, which is a, a Skittles by Sherbert. Uh, that's why it's we, we call it a Zerbert. I think there's been conflict about that, but that's how that happened. Skittles Sherbert Zerbert, <laughs> and it's a very good reputation of that. It's like a gassy. Uh, candy gas and that's what we've been doing that that's been in production for quite a while so that's like you know a lot of people know us for that so so like those are staples in rotation i'm a big biscotti fan so how i gravitated towards who i believe to be one of the better best biscotti growers in the game i smoke you know i could i could take one of those to the face i could smoke one of those packs so i like that classic biscotti gelati sherb gas i mean that's almost everybody right now and then they want the candy with the gas I mean, it's it's everything now. Candy, yeah. So there's like, candy's like a staple, you know? People want candy. Like, it's just like a staple. I don't think that it's uh, dated. I just think that it's a staple. And I think that a lot of it is like, that's what the market, the market dictates it. People could say bad things about it, but the market dictates that. People like smoking the candy, bro. They like hitting this and being like, bro, this is candy. It's candy, right? Because we started running um, lemon cherries. So we're definitely wait to the lemon cherry game, but... Like, let's put your, put your lemon cherries up, you know what I'm saying? Throw your lemon cherries down. Let's see whose is better, you know? Cause I think that like, we got some pretty decent, no, no, like disrespect to everybody with lemon cherries out there, but we got lemon cherries. And I think that the, the cultivation team at SF Canada is amazing, bro. They're like, they really like, 
they're amazing. They're like a team that has done it for a long, consistent time and they, uh, and they're evolving and they're getting better. They're, you know, because legalization changed a lot of the grow methods, mm -hmm. right? So now we got to see what works for the compliance space and we have to, you know, so I think that they're able to shift and continue to do well. You know, there's a lot of people who have been trouble evolving into the legal space because they're used to growing this way, using these things so many times that it's hard for them to change their whole program, you know? Yeah. If you could bring back one of the strains over the years that you smoked or had through the, the you know, through the ranks that's come through and you're like, damn, if we could just have that one back, bro, that'd be a game changer. So I think that, yeah, bro, the genetics, like we still, we, we do, we're doing that. We have access to the genetics. We just that's dropped, huge. we just dropped a, a fresh batch of granddaddy purple. That's real granddaddy. Ooh. That's 2022 style. So, you know, yeah, like, so I know the resin production is higher. I know the potency is stronger, but because it, it's competing with the shit of today right because i could smoke it and still feel it but it's like that classic nose and then yeah we've had you know i, I i'm I'll always heart cookies i'll always heart a dope batch of if i see a dope you know batch of cookies i'm a snag one and put one up you know what i mean like yeah so i'm always have a soft spot and we have cultivators who still run a tray because they love cookies too so yes the cookies keep coming so like don't think I don't have some dope cookies to yeah, yeah. I gotta get a jar from you the cookie. For real. For, for real, sure. for real. What 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 cut of cookies? Like what forum uh, so we call it true blue cookies like sf but it's a city cut. It's a city cut of cookies that has been in rotation for a long time that is like classic real cookie shit. Right. We gotta try that for sure. I mean, dude, there's very few strains over a uh, 18 year smoking career that I can remember. Cookies is like I remember the first time I ever smoked it, like it was yesterday. Like that's how you know, dominant that, that, that mindset. wave was Bro. that cookie wave. You were happy to get it. And then you smoked it and it lived up to the fucking hype. <laughs> so, and then that's why the cookie wave came. Yeah, for sure. Right now it's all coming back. OG sours, cookies. Everyone wants like, what was how hot about 10, you know, eight to 10 years ago. So I, I like, uh, I'm definitely like not a person to bite into the hype. So I've heard a lot of buzz about sours, but I haven't seen like, you know, certain strands, there'll be a lot of demand and buzz about them, but do people want boxes of them? It's still, it still remains to be seen. You know what I mean? So I think that's a lot of seed popping right now too, where the people are like, here's sour diesel. I got it. And then it's like, this is sour times back cross BX two sour. Like, she's like, yeah, it's sour, but it's not the one that every, everyone wants. The one that was in New York it, and, it's and crazy Miami. How, like, and, you you know, know, it is old school that I've seen like in rotation that people are fucking with too is, uh, this is what it smells like. It smells like Jack to me. So people are like, you know, this is the hot shit. Yo, bro, this is the hot shit. This is, you know, B times X doubled back to the, this is it. And I'm like, bro, this is Jack. <laughs> this is Jack. <laughs> so same. I've, you know, I know the heady kids. Shout out to the heady boys. You know, you're like, what are you, what are you smoking on and shit? Right. What are y'all, what are y'all smoking on? Like, Bro, this is train wreck. Like this is the hot shit is uh Jack and train wreck cross back to, but you know what it is? It's, it's what it's, it's cool because like that wave hasn't tasted those flavors. So now they get to experience them too, which is cool, but we'll see which ones actually really gain traction. You know, hundred percent, man. I don't think like as much as people talk about, it, I don't think the classics will come back as hard as people think i think there should be some staple strains like og and cookies <laughs> that are always like a staple urkel needs to like come an, back like in liquor there's brandies there's whiskeys you know there's cookies there's, i think that it should be like some staple strains that are because 
there's still a demand for OG. OG's, you know, the beginning and ending. Who knows? It might be the beginning and the ending. You know, it's OG. And I think everything came from OG. And the cookie wave was so big and everything else came from that. It's like to have those in rotation, like all the time, <laughs> isn't a horrible look because I'll always smoke an OG. I'll always smoke a cook. That's like, you know, red wine, white wine. Yeah, those got to come back heavy. Those got to be staples in the market. Like, I, I it's because everyone, the, the market's running so advanced right now. It's crazy, bro. Like, even with you, I mean, you have a Skittles cross that I haven't seen with LCG, but then it's also times lemon tree. It's like, oh shit. And it literally smells like all three. It literally smells like all three. It's phenomenal, bro. It literally smells That's like why, I, I mean, Packard is rolling up another one right now. I, bl- I blew through two of those pre rolls already. Like, I mean, we're nice. smoking. We got more, bro. But we're I'm just sh- saying, this shit's smoking. This is the biscotti right here. Shout oh, out to okay. Duca Herb. Out of the, all the stuff you guys got breeding and coming up, what's some uh, what's a flavor you're really looking forward to <laughs> that you know you, you guys are gonna run with? Dude, I think that all. Yeah, bro, we got some cool <laughs> shit coming. Like Zerber by Jealousy is. Ooh. I think that shit's special. I think that uh, the color does not get you any higher. It does, but it looks cool. And like, if you're really talking about, if we're really talking about top shelf exotic, it's it's appearance, flavor, potency, cleanliness of burn. And I'm not a proponent of if it's not, if it's not a thousand percent white, it's not, it's not it. Because I think that if it's smoking, if, it, if it's checking those boxes where it looks well, it tastes really good, it smells really great, mm-hmm. that the overall experience is lit, that's like, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, it makes a big difference when it's grown well and when it's like that. When it starts checking all those boxes, I mean, shit biscotti dude i haven't seen a great batch of biscotti in a while not like this you have but other people have called it this and called yeah, it that there called you it go. this but it's like you know i think that as much as everybody is pushing to have really new shit like the dope shit is like still has holds its presence you know biscotti is dope and regardless of what you call it or what bag you put it yeah. biscotti is a really dope strain you know lemon cherry gelato whether you call it this or that well grown it's a it's an amazing strain and i'll tell you the story that i heard on it from juan from the backpack boys juan from the backpack boys told me that it was a gelato bag seed that was super candy that they called lemon cherry gelato and the backpack boys were the first person to get lemon cherry gelatos popping so in b-boys garage right here while we're smoking with juan he's telling us that lemon cherry gelato was a bag seed that a cultivator he knew popped and was special because it had a candy flavor and that's where the Backpack Boys Lemon Cherry Gelato came from, which I think there is a difference between Lemon Cherry Gelato and Runts, in my humble opinion. I agree, too. I've seen them both growing, and they look a little different, I've too, seen Runts, bro. I've runt your life up. Yeah. Shout out to Ray Bama. Shout out to the gods who, you know, everybody had, was able to, you know, add value to their life from. You know, shout out to them. Yes, for sure. I've seen the real Runts. I know what the real Runts look like. Bro, I, I had dope real Runts in that era, bro. I had real people say, oh, he, they, didn't, they don't got real Skittles. Check the record, bruh. I had the dope <laughs> Skittles in 2016, straight from Humboldt. My guy in Humboldt, I had the real, the, the real shit, you know what I'm saying? So I was getting the real shit at the time. So Absolutely. Z smoking. Talk about this uh, Z you gave us in the bag, Planta. What is it? The watermelon Skittles? No, that's that a, uh, that's that, that Our, is the, in the, in the bag is the, the Planta. lemon cherry. So it's lemon cherry gelato by uh, Skittles by lemon tree. That's what's in that bag right there. Oh okay. oh, okay. I thought it was a Skittles or something. 
Smells great. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. Smells great. It really does, bro. So Planta and SF Canna, two different brands, two different two groups. Two different cultivation groups. Two different cultivation groups, but amongst the best cultivators out here for sure. What's what's your guys' preferred growing technique? So I don't know how much, but I mean, I think that, yeah, I'll just, uh, I think crop steering is the future. I think I've seen these guys getting ice cream cakes, five pounds of light, you know, using this technology. Now, I don't even know it's technology because it's been utilized in other industries. And I think that that's the, the game is evolving. You know, everybody was using uh, HPSs and now it's LEDs. And now I think that there's evolving, there's more growing techniques. I think that, uh, I believe I'm not a cultivator anymore. I'm not going to tell you how to sh- change your whole thing, but I don't, I think that if you don't crop steer, you're a little bit behind right now because there's guys creating quality weed at scale using this methodology with no PGRs, no PGRs, yep. passing testing. I think that there's guys out there that are doing this shit and you're almost at a disadvantage if you're not doing that shit. And I think that it's not cheap, you know, Mm -hmm. to set that type Mm -hmm. of system up is not cheap. I know that there's a lot of cultivators out there who are building towards that because that type of setup is not cheap. The cost of uh, setting up a cultivation has rose and risen significantly. I I found, I found, yes. So that, uh, that, the, the more, the more uh, modern setup is, is an expensive setup. And like, I know cultivators are always scrambling to make enough money to get the next piece of equipment to expand. And, so it is a, it's a, it's a not cheap. It's not cheap. Quality. That's why quality is not cheap. Yeah. When a young grower hands you a bag, what are you looking for in it? You like, just, if it's smoking, if, uh, are you trying to hit through all the, everything? All the and, shit, bro. Yeah. All yeah. The we got to go bro. through the checklist. All the shit. Yeah. Yeah. All the shit for sure. Bay area spoiled. Yes. They've been smoking good for so long. I think that we smoked well for exactly. I didn't, I never, I missed the booth era. I missed the, it was straight to, yeah. Yeah, you we're started with Cali Mist. Very, very good weed, right? We're smoking very good. Like, it's fire. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, since, yeah. Damn, dude. Getting into this biscotti right now, smoking. This dude rolls, I mean, he rolls like your homie rolls in those bags. Those nah, are ba- those are proper. But these get the job done. It's nice to have someone roll your joints. So that's the, that's like the the ultimate and do goal. it well and do it well. Yeah, Man. I think that might be you know that where the market moves. You know, pe- people don't roll their own cigarettes typically. They do, but they're not not typically. And if you could have a joint that's rolled really well available right now, I could just pull it out and fire it up. It, it definitely beats the hold on. I got to roll something. <laughs> hold on, I got to roll something. Like you know, they've changed though. The last year or two, the joints have gotten like the pre roll joints, like what we see here sitting on yeah. the. They've gotten like levels better than anything before. Like before it was like a cone Same. and they would just pour it down the tube and then and shake man, it. And and stuff the shit. Bro, now it's like these dudes spend hours rolling them. The evolution yeah. of the culture, the bro. Key, now yeah. the, the, the rolling culture is huge. And the guys, mm-hmm. yes, their uh, their critiques of the rolls is like and how the shit burns is like on another plane. And it's like, I get it. I get it. But it's hard to smoke if you smoke a lot to get that over a long, you know. Over pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to be hand-rolled. They got to be hand-rolled. Yeah. They gotta, those things. The ones you put out, bro, people will be clamoring for those. I guarantee it because, like, I, I would put a box of those next to my, like, when I wake up, grab one and go move. Those are phenomenal. They're pretty convenient, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. Convenient. Where are we finding SF Canada and Cali? We're about to do. So, initially, like, uh, when we did our first 
so yeah, it's like real city shit. So like the cultivator and some of the people that he knows, uh, one of our other partners, cannabis, Chris, they grew up with burner. They know, you know, they fuck with burner. So they said, and, and our, our cultivators are very low key, but the people who know our cultivators know, you know, they fucking know. So when people like burner who know that we're dropping a wreck drop from these cultivators, I need, can I get it all? That's what he said. And so the first thing we did was dropped at cookies from Chico to San Diego. You know, Ooh, that was fire. our first, you know, when our, when our first wave of rec drops went statewide, just exclusively to cookies. You know, I think there's there's a saturation in the market. So we've extended some boutique re- retailers. But like, yeah, that's how that's how uh, that's how we <laughs> that was our first drops. And then I, and, and we sold them out, bro. Like we dropped at Burners on Hate. We sold out the first day we dropped at cookies. <laughs> cookies in Sacramento, which is like a bit, you know, Sacramento, bro. Sacramento fucks with the culture hella heavy. So the opening of cookies was, was an event. I fuck with Sacramento. I, mean, I got a lot of love. I got a lot of roots to the city of trees too. So the grand opening of cookies was like a big event, right? And they had, they had our weed in stock, but they didn't have it on display. So when we went into the store, the shit's not on display. And they're like, and I know there's like, there's certain corporate guidelines when you open a new store that like a lot of the product has to be came from, there's X amount of protocols. Our shit wasn't on the shelf, right? Our show's a grand opening of fucking cookies, Sacramento. We didn't have no bubble. We, we didn't you show no bubble, up, but right? you weren't on the show. Like, where are we at? Sold out. Sold wow. out in Sacramento. And by like three, four o'clock, we were sold out. So it was but, just on the menu. But Sacramento fucks with SF Can. I fuck with Sacramento. I got roots in Sacramento. Like my daddy's from the P. Like I grew up in the Bay, but I got roots in Sacramento and shit. They know what's smoking. They know the. They're looking at the flavors. And they're like, we know this dude. He, I There's mean, a and lot you're of able good to weed focus. And good shit and good culture getting cultivated in Sacramento. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to the whole sack scene. We used to, and Prop Two Fifteen era. There was like really cool sessions and events that were like the biggest shit to go to. Like back in the day, Orbit Sesh. 60 vendors it was like three thousand people it's like wow. the, some of the wittiest shit to do like period as far as like social gatherings and shit so what was it give us a, yeah give us the rundown of it yeah so like the people. Prop 215 right so i got cooks who collected word delivery yes they're having these sessions that really started out like the good love hippie vibe and then and you could get super high quality meds super duper cheap People are giving out dabs at like every booth. And there was a, a show called the Orbit show where there'd be like 60 vendors at its peak. You know, there'd be 60 plus vendors uh, where you could get a lot of really dope shit, a lot of dope in, uh, people in the game. Friendly farms were like staples at these shits that, you know, it was, it was the people that were really crushing it that were able to roll over into the into the recreational area, really. Those sessions like kept the culture alive. And, Dude, it was lit. It was like yeah. the coolest shit, bro. You're around hella people. Everybody, yes, we're sharing jars, bro. Everyone's bust out. You know, it's the event, bro. And yeah, it was like cool events. Everybody's mm-hmm. so you get to taste everything and see everything and really, you know, see who had what. And over that, like the time and over that those periods where I seen all that flower, I still rock with SF Canada the whole time. The quality and the consistency is like top tier. So. I will say that. I will say that. Try some of that biscotti. Any lounges up up north or anything that like, yo, if we come up to the bay, we gotta hit. It's like, yo, you gotta hit this. So there's spots. Cool yeah. shit I like think that. That as the consumption shit continues to like uh, evolve, that mm-hmm. it'll be cool. There's a really cool spot uh, called Union Station, and I actually was like, when you guys drop the episode, I'm gonna do a screening at Union Station. Oh, come fuck yeah. with me. Come smoke with me. Let's burn it down. Shit. Uh, but I think that's a really cool lounge. He took a really classy approach to. Uh, 
the design. So uh, I think that's a cool lounge. I enjoy that spot. That's dope. We, cool. we haven't been there. No, oh, man. Check it's, it's, new. it's new. We were there for like the grand oh. opening. It's a newer shit right there in the mission. Yeah. That's dope. Sure. So it's dope that the Bay's always embrace that part. It's how they could, you know, it's, it's a little more than LA, right? Where right. you can actually kind of. Dude, 420, 420 at Hippie Hill in, in San Francisco, bro. You want to talk yeah. about like shit for the culture? Yeah, tell like, us that about that. You know, what's people it like? Is like, is like insane. It's like insane, bro. Like, I know it's five digit plus. It's over 10,000 people that come together for 420, like that, uh, just to smoke and just share vibes. And it's grown to where they have musical performers and like it's a huge, large scale production, but it's all good vibes. And it's really like, you know, when you're like in the industry and you're like rock and work all the time and shit, sometimes you don't get to see the consumer, the people who really enjoy the shit and love the shit because, you know, there's a lot of people in it for, for a dollar. I'm not mad at anybody's hustle. There's people that are just in. So, you you know, when you're dealing with a bunch of vendors, you don't get to see the smokers. So it is cool that like to go to events and see like the larger community have some cool rolled up shit that we could share with people to smoke during those times and shit. So, yeah. And like. The whole city of San Francisco during 420 is, is packed. It goes crazy. Like even like, you know, hate street, we pulled up at, uh, burners on hate and like they have the little side lounge and that shit goes crazy. And then yes, hippie hill, everybody who's in the city is trying to get there by, by 420. It's like, it's pretty, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. They got a full concert burner with concert. Got, I and mean, it's like Guapale. It's like for a vast, like large scale, uh, audience, you know, a lot of reggae, a lot of good vibes. Vendors, vendors, yes. food, crazy. So it, it originated like as a, a bunch bro. of people that got together on 420 on this <laughs> pasture on Hate Street to get together and smoke, and it was Hippie Hill. But now it has expanded to being in like Golden Gate Park under a huge space with security and traffic blocked off, and like tens of thousands of people smoking and just like sharing good vibes. It's crazy. I haven't made it to a, uh, SF 420 yet. We did New York this year. It was dope. I heard that was insane. Yeah, it was dope, man. The city was I heard that was alive. Insane. Yeah. I've heard that I'm doing myself a disservice for not being in New York more. I mean, that could be true, to be honest. <laughs> I'm gonna figure know? it out. I'm They're gonna figure emerging. it out. It's New a, York, I'm gonna touch I, down. I'm gonna fuck Yeah, with I'd you, say bro. it's the hottest emerging scene. Such a huge market. The whole and city know, like, em- embraces can different groups who touch down in New York and change the game and shit. So yeah. And this is the exact sure. flavors they want. This right here, this is what everyone's after. These type of flavors. I mean, it, we we had you the heard candy. What you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real though, I mean, dude, these are, as a grower, these are the flavors I'm chasing and hunts and seed hunts and you know who's got that cut. I mean, look at these fire, bro. You guys are killing it with that. What uh, we're out here. If we're in your neighborhood or we're up there, what what we hitting food wise? Fire food spot. Fire up food in the bay. Spot in the bay. Yeah, I think that uh. House of Prime Rib is always going to be a staple in the city. If you want to, if you're if you're a red meat lover, that's always going. You know, that's always going. House of Prime Rib. Yeah, I haven't heard that one either. Sounds, no, that's why we ask. We want to get put on, especially from people from there. It might be the f- best prime rib. <laughs> might be the <laughs> best prime rib. Hell yeah, dude! I think smoking that biscotti. That's why Pack Gods is sitting on it, enjoying it, <laughs> enjoying it, right? Man, what about for the future? What what are we looking out for with the SF Canna and Planta and the um you know product line you well, got here? The, all the, all the things that, Freddie uh, Biggs is behind. Uh, 
so I, yeah, like the, the five, 10 year vision, I think that like with well, the, the goal would be to scale and become more, to become more of a staple in the, in the rec market. Cannabis isn't going anywhere. The recreational market is going to build. That's how these cultivators knew that, you know, at some point they needed to establish a brand and we came together to have great relationships with both of them to help like develop the brand. So I think that, uh, that's all gonna, that's all. I mean, the goal is to be in every store and be a, you know, worldwide. The goal is, you know, the Josh from Natura that we're in Spain and you can get SF Canada. You can stop in a shop there and get that. You know, this goal is that you can be in Dubai and stop and get this in, in Planta in Dubai. That's like, that's the goal. Like, yeah, that's the goal. Absolutely. You come from the right place then. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, the Mecca Hell for real. Yeah. Bro. For real, that that opens doors alone. Just just the SF and the name, and knowing it's from you know the Bay. The Bay is the originator of just SF like kind of self pushing for legalization. No investment money, bro. Not a penny of investment money. Self funded. It was like you know a group from San Francisco that started off in a garage in the sunset and grew to bigger than that. So yeah, self funded. It's fucking dope, man. Any shout outs or anything, big dog? Uh... I think in general that I wanted to shout out. I don't. I don't have any shout outs really in general. Yeah, we well, shout we, out to my partners. I will say this: I'm blessed to work with an amazing team. I'm a, and, and who all bring their own value and who all have different jobs and roles that add enormous amounts of value to to the team. And I think that you know, yes, as for a long time, a lot of you know, it's a lot of cannabis is a lonely business at times when you're, you know, if you're in the trap, you know, people think it's glamorous. You might be in a, in another town away from your family for a long period of time, sitting in a hotel with a precarious situation in your closet and you know, you're by yourself. So it's not like there's a lot of uh different evolution to this shit. Uh, focused on the forward. I mean, to be able to go around the world and smoke SF can and smoke these same flavors. That's the goal. That's dope, bro. That's the goal. And then use the SOPs that are being developed by these cultivators to be able to do this in other regions. That's like, yeah. What, so that's how you, what, you know. what would be the next area for SF Canna, like statewide, next next market you guys would go into or you're, you would you want to go into? Oklahoma, it's easy, easy entrance. It's easy entrance, okay. it's low cost. So I didn't expect I you to that, say that. Uh, that, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, I'm not like the, the decision maker, but like, so if you took these SLPs to Oklahoma, which is a very, you know, measly cost to get in, I don't say measly, but it's inexpensive. I think it's $2,500 for the license. Shout out to my guy, Doja Inc. My other, the other part, Doja, who's out in Oklahoma doing his thing. I've been to Oklahoma twice. I think it's like not as bad as I thought it would be, but I didn't leave the city, but I didn't leave, what, the, what, I didn't leave the city. What do you, what do you do when you're out there? What's the play? <laughs> oh, I only stay in Brick City. Like I went to, yeah, Doja Inc.'s cultivation. I know some other people have moved out there's cultivation. Did you go out uh, or anything or do anything, eat anywhere? Like, yeah, so that's the little strip. Brick City is like okay. the little area where there's bars. What's a good clubs, spot? There's nightclubs. There's a steakhouse. I think it was like Mickey Mantle inspired. I don't know, oh. know what the name of it, but yeah, there's a, there's one right there in Brick City that's pretty lit. There's a bunch of cool little bars right there. Live music, you know, it's like Midwest live music shit. Yeah, producing so a lot of weed cool my uh so i had a partner in my delivery uh who actually moved to oklahoma to try to uh do because everything changed the law changed they wanted to be 100 percent legal it's very easy entry into the legal market uh funny farms out of uh oklahoma so they're doing that thing so yeah so uh, oklahoma yeah. seems like an easy spot to enter yeah yeah and, and that's I think important that if you took any of the slps from these cultivators to 
to Oklahoma. any region if the it's the SOP, right? And you get the room and the shit right, VPD is VPD, right? Like I think that the SOPs could be taken elsewhere. Like methods that were developed in San Francisco could be used in Dubai to create the same type of quality. And now you can move TC culture through through like that that is legal now they they like okayed that yeah, they, so as they long used to as chop your head off for weed in thailand and yeah. now the fucking like the shit's like legal and there's yeah, no i gotta see some people out there first though no, bro, on youtube there's like videos popping up because now i get suggested to me and i get a, i watch a lot of every day there's another youtube video on yo i'm smoking weed in thailand at I these shops to, I, and i'm in a grow it's like every day now it's on full. There's oh, no, shops see all that. over the city selling like weed. The, there's also shops selling fake weed all over the city. So I never wanted to go. That was part of the drawback because I smoked so much weed. I didn't really want to go to somewhere where you can't smoke weed and weed's not welcome. Same. But like, who wouldn't want to go to Thailand, especially because I love Thai food. I love the culture. I, I, I'll kickbox with a couple people and shit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, now you can smoke weed too. It's high on my destination list. Exactly. Yeah, so you look up. at, I mean, Josh from Nature doing God's work with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that my fiance crew. wants to go to Thailand, so we might do that. Hell there yeah. we go. Super dope, man. You already know. Shit. Wrapping up. Freddie Biggs. SF. Appreciate you coming on, man. For real. Appreciate you guys having me. You already know. It's love, man. Bay Area love. Freddie Biggs. SF Canna. Planta. It's episode 54. First smoke of the day. We're out. Peace. Huge. I gotta get what I need and get out of here, man. I'm in a rush. What? Whoa, Blackleaf? Oh, you already what know. What are you doing here? I basically live here. Grow Generation, can filters, Power SI, Athena products, Lux Lighting. Man, I mean, I basically live here. Grow Generation store is the largest hydroponic store I've ever been to. It's crazy. The largest hydroponic retailer in the nation with over 60 locations, so you know they got one near you. It's growgeneration.com and at growgeneration on Instagram. Tell them first smoke of the day sent you. Yo, what type of silica do you use in your garden? We rock Power SI. The original all day long. Take a look at this though. We got the bloom. This right here, this is a game changer for any garden. If you want bioavailable silica, Power SI, first smoke of the day. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine. The diamondmine.la, California source for boutique genetics. Powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the diamondmine.la and we're gonna offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter, and see if you could rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The diamondmine.la, powered by Blackleaf. Yo, so I'm here at Jungle Boys Clothing in LA right next to TLC Collective. And when you touch down in LA, make sure you come right here, get your gear, get your smoke. The boys have been playing with fire since 2006. It's jungleboys.com and check them out in Florida if you're in the area, the whole state. Let's go. Welcome to the jungle. Athena nutrients, cost-effective plant fertilizers and pest control built and tested by legacy growers in California. For more information on Athena, go to athenaag.com or follow Athena on Instagram, at athena.ag. We'll see you there. Hello guys, Alex here, owner of Mango Tech Store. We are the house of Trollmaster. We are the house of ThinkBro. Whether you're growing commercially, growing at home, or growing in a tent, we got you. Come see us. We got the best pricing, best customer support. Nobody can beat us. Mango Tech.
Like I said before, with the House of Trollmaster and with the House of Thinkwell, we got the new lifter in-house. Order up. Yo, I'm here at Grow Generation, and what do they have? One of our sponsors, Lux Lighting. The highest quality components designed in Los Angeles and distributed globally. Go to luxlighting.com to find out more and find out what all the big grows and all the pros are using to grow. Hey, so we want to give a major shout out to a premier sponsor of the show, CanFan. We've been rocking with CanFan since the beginning of this thing. I remember when Blackleaf came to me and said, hey, when you're smoking inside, you should really hook up a CanFan. CanFan with a CanFan fan and then a controller to control that fan. So when you're smoking, light up, boom, cut the fan on. You don't piss your neighbors off, keep everything kosher. And I know that Blackleaf only found that out because of one reason. I mean, essential in smoke rooms, essential in grow rooms, same thing, we're killing smell. Can filters, can fans. The product line is essential in any grow room. We've been rocking it for a decade plus. First smoke of the day, can filters, family.